Hey there, fellow travelers of the Junlin Wastes. Mark back here again for the Traveling the Junlin Wastes podcast, the TJW podcast for February 14th, 2023. And it being February 14th, we all know that it is Valentine's Day. So for all of us here in the Star Wars community, be sure to find that special someone in your life, say, I love you, and then follow it up with, I know because that's how we do it here in the Star Wars uh, universe. <laughs> I would also suggest that not just make your I love you, I know moments uh, for February 14th, but be sure to spread them out all throughout the year so that special someone knows that uh, it's not just February 14th that you're going to say this, but uh, throughout the year you're going to get those I love you, I know moments and that uh, you know you look at you, you look at that special someone and you know that that person, uh, you know, you would go down in a carbonite pit for them. <laughs> and say I know if they ever said I love you in that situation uh, great moment in Star Wars gosh can't, can't, can't beat that actually thinking about that uh, if you're looking for some uh, great uh, Star Wars art okay Star Wars Valentine's art if you want to be more specific you gotta go check out uh, Rob Taylor's Herofied art page go to his Facebook page and click on to uh, the links there that sends you to the Etsy page uh, with his art on there. He's got these great... Every year he does this. He has his... Uh, it's almost like this minimalist uh, art print of Han and Leia there in Cloud City. And it's just and under it, under the uh, the image of Han and Leia, it just says, I know. Now, for a couple of years now, he's been uh, putting out these special limited color uh, Valentine's Day edition prints, which come in different colors and hues, and they really look wonderful. They're 11 by 17 uh, art prints, look really, really nice. So uh, go check it out uh, if you're looking for something that is a little bit different and uh, might be something for the Star Wars love of your life. Uh, I think this would make a great gift. Uh, they also He also has as well going on right now um, if you remember last year, and I think this was last year because I, I, I think I purchased, I, I did purchase these actually. He has these micro metal prints as well too, almost the size of a trading card, but they're nice and they're metal and they're sturdy and they're great. Uh, he had a special deal last year where I got the I know the I know image as well as truly deeply the Anakin and Padme image as well too, right before they're getting carted out there in episode two into the arena where that big, huge battle on Geonosis takes place. But uh, that is almost like the, like the companion to the I Know piece, the Truly Deeply piece, which is beautiful as well too. I actually purchased those uh, micro metals last year during his Valentine's Day deal. And because this year is the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, he has uh, an added to this uh, Valentine's Day theme with Someone Who Loves You, taken from Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, where Leia pulls off the head of the bush, you know, bounty hunter uh, outfit, and uh, has released Han from the Carbonite, and it says under that image, you know, Someone Who Loves You, which is a really great scene from Return of the Jedi that I think sometimes gets uh, a little bit missed. But you can now have it in, in, this, in this, great, uh, this great print. I think it's also... Uh, he has it in micro metal, in a micro metal size as well too. That trading card size, as well as I think a little bit, a little bit um, bigger as well too. Let's take a look here very quickly. Yeah, he's got it uh, in in these nice little metal, uh, these metal prints. Um, I think I might have to pull the trigger on that. Someone who loves you. Uh, 
<laughs> card as well too so i can have you know so i can i'm, I'm a completist so i'm going to want to have that other one for uh, for my collection as well too but really great art um you know it's valentine's day Support Rob and uh, Hero Fight Art with with a, with a purchase, and you also get yourself a uh, you know a great uh, a great present for that special person in your life. Um, so that's that that that's my thought on, uh, on on what you should get for Valentine's Day if you're going out to buy something. But I also want to mention as well too today on the podcast um, yesterday February thirteenth. Who here knows what February third why February thirteenth is special in the Star Wars uh, timeline. It's because, and especially yesterday, February 13th, 2023, marked the 45th anniversary of Alan Dean's Alan Dean Foster's novel, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. You know, Splinter of the Mind's Eye was that uh, novel done in between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. You know, it was done, I think, in that year, in, the, in those years before, you know, it, was, it had come after A New Hope. Uh, but they were still a couple of years away before they were going to be able to release The Empire Strikes Back. And I guess they wanted to be able to keep Star Wars in the forefront of everyone's mind. They obviously had no internet at the time and there was no you know, no way of keeping up. You couldn't go and watch on Disney Plus, all sorts of other things. Uh, it just, that's not how the world was at the time. <laughs> but uh, you had uh, you had books. And uh, the first big expanding universe novel was Splinter of the Mind's Eye. You know, a lot of us, you know, and I certainly am one of those who used to who would think at times like you know when you think about the beginning of the expanded universe, we're always thinking about well it was it, it, Tim Zahn Tim Zahn who came out with the uh, with his trilogy either called the Zahn trilogy or the Thrawn trilogy however you want to see it Air, starting with Heir to the Empire Dark Dark Force Rising and uh, the Last Command those novels I think were probably you can say is the official official start of the expanding universe. But uh, you can't really, you know, leave out Splinter of the Mind's Eye. That was there, and it was very important to have a novel like that uh, at this time. There wasn't anything else that was going on or any other literature that was going on. You had, like, the fanzines. You had the magazines. Um, you had some kitty-kitty books uh, that you would uh, that you would see. But, you know, for, for the adult fan who wanted to, you know, have more Star Wars in their life, they had to get uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. One of the great things about Splinter of the Mind's Eye is that uh, it really is a look into what a novel looked like back in the 70s and maybe even the 60s. Um, you didn't have such huge, huge novels at times that you would see on the spinner racks or at the bookstores. Uh, maybe you would, maybe you would, but I mean, for... for for people who wanted to be able to read a novel and to be able to make it a quick read and to be able to go on to the next one, um, it, it appeared that novels at that time were maybe 200 pages or less. Nowadays, when you look at, uh, a no I mean, the one I just read, Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher, he, I mean, that was close, it was between 400 and 500 pages. Um, I loved the book. The book was great, but it was also, um, and, and the fact that it was such a great book, I, di I, I didn't bother me that it was going up that many number of pages, but uh, it used to be that uh, a, a novel wasn't anything more than about 200 pages, so you had to be, you know, you had to really have a nice tight story, um, be able to make sure that, that everything connects c correctly and, and that, it, that it's all reading well. But, uh, yeah, I think Believe Splinter of the Mind's Eye is under 200 pages. But uh, it is one of those books that I like to go back to, like, every year or so. I tend to find myself picking that book up 
um, maybe around the, you know between Thanksgiving and and New Year's. Um, sometimes I'll find like you know a Friday night or a, a nice cold Friday night where uh, you know I'll just get into my chair and I'll take the book out and I'll just start reading it. And I really do enjoy going back and back to the story again because like I was saying a few moments ago, it really gives you a look into what was life like, <laughs> I guess, for the Star Wars fan at the time. You had your book, and you didn't really know too much about the key characters from the movie. Um, some of the things that, 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 that or, or say some of the plot points that tend to uh, bother <laughs> some, some fans is, uh, is, is Luke's you know, romantic interest in Leia. Obviously, they didn't know at the time that, that Leia was going to end up becoming Luke's, was going to be Luke's brother and how it all connected with Vader and Obi-Wan and, and so forth. So it was still at the time when it, it wasn't awkward. I mean, yes, you read it now and you can see how Luke pines for Leia at times in the book. And it's, uh, it's, it sounds weird. But if you could put all that aside... And you see it as like a as a standalone adventure. Um, I think it's it's an enjoyable uh, an enjoyable science fiction fantasy story set with the, set within the Star Wars universe with our characters. Um, it's for me, it's fun to read. It's fun to read, and I'm glad that uh, that even you know now we do still have fans out there who do like the who do like Splinter of the Mind's Eye. In fact, Dark Horse. Many of you know this already, but Dark Horse, you know, in their years when they had the uh, Star Wars license, they did the comic ad adaptation for Splinter of the Mind's Eye. And in most recently, actually, um, the Marvel Epic Collections that have been coming out uh, earlier in December, they came out with uh, Marvel, uh, the, no, Star Wars Epic Collection, The Rebellion, Volume 5. That that uh, collection does include Splinter of the Mind's Eye. So if you haven't had a chance to ever pick it up, either you don't have the comics or... Because right now the comics are very difficult, I think, to, 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 to pick up. Um, they're, 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 pretty, they're, they're pretty, you know, pretty penny these days. Uh, but I and I haven't taken a look inside the, uh, the, the Rebellion... Or I should say this, this fifth volume of the Epic Collection um, from Marvel... But I would imagine they would probably include all the covers for those for the four issues of Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Um, the first issue is great. It shows a, a picture of uh, Luke and Leia and R2 and 3PO uh, as the with the X-wing crash landed on on, on the planet Sarcopus Five, I believe it was called. And uh, the second cover of of the uh, of that series shows a nice action shot with Luke and Leia blasting their way through it door uh the third cover of this series what do we got here yeah it shows luke with his lightsaber ablaze and uh him with leia and the fourth cover which gosh it, i really wished i had at the time thought about this way back when but this would have been a great cover to have david Prowse sign or to have uh, mark hamill sign um it's very tough to try to find this issue uh you know anywhere um that isn't already like you know slabbed and graded uh, if you can, that that's that's fantastic. But the covers are really great, and it shows the Kyber crystal in the back on this cover with Luke and, and Vader engaged in that duel. 
And I think uh, one of the other reasons why I think Star Wars fans have a problem with this with this uh, with this novel as well too is because Luke and Vader do have an encounter and they do have a duel, which some say you know that takes away from their duel on the uh, on the Death Star, which is uh, I mean not Death Star, what I'm talking, in Cloud City when their first encounter, the Empire Strikes Back. Um, I guess I could argue both ways. Um, Especially now that we've seen in the in the latest Marvel comics, uh, it does appear that Luke, you know, it's now canon that Luke and Vader did have encounters um, prior to their encounter on Cloud City. So, um, you know, take take it for what it is. But uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to to read the comic adaptation, um, go check out, like I said, that uh, Marvel Epic Collection Volume Five, which came out in December, and you can you can read it. There are other trade paperbacks which came out over the years. You had one which came out in '96. I think there was the 30th anniversary collection as well too, the Volume Eight in 2007. I actually own uh, this big huge tome called Luke Skywalker: Last Hope for the Galaxy, which contains a lot of Dark Horse. Uh, you know, the, the, the best Star I should say the best Luke Skywalker stories that uh, Dark Horse had, uh, that, that Dark Horse had, and they put it together in this nice volume. Uh, they do include Splinter of the Mind's Eye in that volume as well, too. And I think coming up in, later on this year, uh, if you tend to buy the, uh, the Marvel Omnibus uh, volumes that collects all those epic collections into, into a nice volume, uh, the Rebellion does have their second volume, The Omnibus, coming out late in December, November, December, I believe, uh, of this year. So keep your eyes out for that, or I guess you can even go on Comixology and you can probably get it uh, digitally as well, too, if you just want to be able to read the story or even check out your local library. Sometimes they have these books uh, in their collections as well, too. So, um, yeah, enjoy. Oh, I should mention one other thing. The one other thing I, I loved about not only the story by Alan Dean Forster, which is great. Um, and I actually, I have a couple, couple editions of, of Splinter of the Mind's Eye. I have the science fiction book club hardcover edition. Uh, I do have a paperback edition. They had a bunch of paper, different paperback editions. I think, I think I even bought one that had the legends banner on it. Cause I wanted to be able to have that legends banner, um, on the top of it. Um, if you get one of the newer ones, you know, the, either one of the ones that says, that says like classic Star Wars, or if you get like the uh, the Legends branded uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, uh, you do also get in there a small forward by George Lucas when he talks about uh, what it was like to have this story put together in between A New Hope and uh, The Empire Strikes Back. So that's 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 interesting. Uh, look at the book as well too. Um, one of the other things you'll notice, and one of the things I love about this book as well too. Uh, is is the Ralph McQuarrie art on the front? Gosh, I just love that 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 image of Luke and Leia. They're they're on the ground. They looks like they have they they've been pushed down or fell down. They have the Kyber crystal right in front of them, and you see Vader off in the distance, his big silhouette uh, amongst these trees on that planet. So it's a uh, gosh, one of my favorite McQuarrie pictures. If I could, I would love to get make a nice big big print of that so i can uh, add it to the root to the official studios of the uh traveling and general waste podcast studio here but uh yeah 
another 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 you know piece of this puzzle here which makes splinter of the mind's eye really uh, a nice thing to have in your collection that great ralph mccrory art a great story by a really a wonderful uh, science fiction author alan d foster and uh like i said if you can get the uh, comic adaptation as well too that might also bring you more into the story and uh make it more enjoyable for you to read um yeah so that's what i wanted to just mention so happy 45th anniversary out there to splinter of the mind's eye let me know what you think do you like splinter of the mind's eye let me know if you don't or even if you do uh let me know and i will uh i would love to to to, to hear what your comments are and uh we will I, i'll mention it here on, on on the podcast as well too speaking of books and i know these two have been going around um talking about the uh like I said, I would love to hear your comments about uh, the book, the comic, or any other thoughts you might have on Splinter of the Mind's Eye. But uh, I also wanted to uh, take this moment as well, too, to mention another book which is coming out uh, this June. It is called A Wind to Shake the Stars, the complete unauthorized oral history of the Star Wars radio drama. Now, this is a book that caught my eye and I just had to go right to it on the Amazon page there. Um, as many of you know, I am a huge fan of the Star Wars NPR radio dramas. I think I was even mentioning on a previous podcast how much I was like wondering, wouldn't it be great if they did something like this for the prequels or the sequels or maybe even some expanded universe stories being made into a radio drama? There was just something about the radio drama that uh that just pulled me in as a kid i it was you know much more it, it, it literally did expand the universe um from what you saw on the screen yes the screen had that amazing those amazing movies um but they're only two hours long um this really was a uh you know using your own mind to paint the picture in your head as the as the players of the radio drama through through their acting and through the song through the music and through the sound effects of creating this world in your head uh, with the characters that you love. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. I know uh, the authors, John and Mary Jo Tenuto, um, they have been going around to the podcasts and uh, in, in, into other Star Wars podcasts and, and being interviewed and they're talking about it. Um, hopefully I'll be able to pick up and be able to listen to some of those uh, interviews as well too. But man, I would love to get these two on the uh, TJW podcast uh, to talk about this book and to see uh, how they put this thing together and some of their thoughts about uh, the radio dramas. But they have interviewed, they made, they, they did interviews with Anthony Daniels and Ann Sachs and Perry King. Um, all these, you know, the voice actors who were part of this uh, drama as well too. Um, they mentioned something about John Madden, the director, who's no longer with us, but uh, maybe they were able to speak to him at a time before uh, before he passed. Uh, in, in, and even author James Luceno and uh, you know Star Wars, you know the, the original Star Wars fan club president Dan Matson. So um, this is this is going to be one of those fun books that I think I'm going to pick up during the summer. I'm just going to go on the beach and just read it, <laughs> read it through on a nice summer day under the umbrella. But uh, yeah, hopefully we could talk a little bit more about this. It's getting me to think that maybe we should be doing commentaries on those uh, NPR radio dramas, you know, per episode, having a chat about that. I think Dan and I tried to do that um, for the first episode of, of, the, uh, of the NPR radio drama called The Wind to Shake the Stars. But uh, that, would, I think, would be a lot of fun to do. 
because there's so much expanding universe in in the, in those stories, and there are things that you know don't really match up to the canonical story as we know it now. Um, I love the early scenes, like I said. I think out of all the radio, out of all three of the movies or three of the stories episodes um, that were done for the as as radio dramas, that that one for A New Hope just is 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 my favorite. Thirteen episodes. I love being able to see the early life of Luke on Tatooine and being able to see the early life of Leia on Alderaan. You get to see the encounter of Vader and Leia, you know, you know, prior to them re-meeting up again on uh, on Leia's ship when Vader's uh, Star Destroyer attacks it in the beginning of A New Hope. So, you know, it sounds like it's a great book. It's, uh, I mean, it, and on top of it, if it's unauthorized, I tend to take that as as like the official word because sometimes uh, the authorized versions don't really give you all the information that you want. So I'm sure these guys have done their homework, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this book uh, come out. Uh, according to Amazon, it's June 23rd, hardcover, 27.95. Um, I believe. Is it? Yes, it is. Twenty-seven ninety-five. And one other, one other item I wanted to mention as well too. Uh, I had mentioned earlier, uh, I think in the in, in the previous episode of the TJW podcast, or maybe the one before that, um, about some of my thoughts regarding the Star Wars Celebration Europe guests uh, and their autograph fees. Uh, well, I mean, you know, each person to 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 his own. Uh, They've added more guests, three great guests, Ian McDiarmid, Emperor Palpatine. Uh, in uh, U.S. American dollars, uh, autograph with him is $159. Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, from the prequels and from Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. 300 bucks. Well, I will say uh, it doesn't look like it has gone up anymore. Uh, since uh, he came to uh, Boston, or I should say Fan Expo Boston this past August, where I was at, uh, he, he was a $300 autograph fee there as well, too. So I guess he's, you know, holding steady with $300. <laughs> and uh, Andy Serkis, uh, you know, Snoke, as well as his appearance on Andor, uh, $149. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, if if it's if that's your cup of tea and you you you, you have the means to do it, uh, enjoy. Um, maybe we'll have a more in-depth discussion. Maybe I can get somebody on to, to chat with me about this, about uh, autograph fees and and how that's looking right now in the Star Wars world. But um, that's pretty much all for today here on the Traveling the Jungle Waste podcast. If you want to send me a message, go to our Facebook page, the Traveling the Jungle Wastes podcast facebook page on facebook and uh, send me a message let me know what you like about the show let me know what you find challenging about the show and uh let me know if anything if you have any thoughts about anything that we spoke about today reminder that tomorrow is wednesday february 15th and we will get another episode of the bad batch so i'm looking forward to that as well so that is all for us here today on the podcast. Like I said, have a wonderful I love you, I know day, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Have a good one, all.